Son of a gun. Yeah. Tonight, on another exciting adventure into binge-watching, we kick off our Cyborg Month, Cyborg Cinema. That's the best and worst of all the Cyborg movies out there. That's all the artificial intelligence adventures and all the crazy android drama. We're going to give you the best and worst, folks. Also, Cobra Kai is crushing the competition on Netflix, and they're not even sweeping the leg. This and more. Stay tuned. It's a brand new Binge Watchers. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Here we go. Um, what have you heard? What is the TV and movie news that's out there? Well, I've heard that Adam and Dave got the same scoop. <laughs> I, I have many scoops to loan you if you need if they you got, need some ice cream for your bowl. Yeah, I'm ready got, to rock I and roll. I got two scoops. I got two scoops. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it yeah. shouldn't be a surprise that we're coming up with the same scoops because we love the same flavors. I mean, we're we're movie guys, so we're yeah. gonna maybe run into the same news stories. Who knows? So, Dave or Adam, whichever one speaks first, can tell us what their exciting Dave, news is. Dave, go ahead, Dave. Well, I don't know if it's exciting. It's actually kind of uh, sad to Adult Swim fans everywhere. But um, the the show, The Venture Brothers, have been officially canceled after 16 years and seven seasons. Um, what show was it? <clears throat> the Venture Brothers. Oh, I never heard of it. Okay. It's kind of like a Johnny Quest spoof, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of it, you know, it, it Johnny started Quest off as a strict Johnny Quest uh, spoof, but I mean, it kind of, it kind of uh, was ahead of the curve on, like, the Marvel Universe and DC Universe, um, like, popularizing um, comic books, so, like, it was right before, I think, it kind of hit with all the MCU, um, so yeah, that's kind of a bummer for a lot of people, because that's been a pretty well-loved show, uh, but it had like really long gaps in between seasons. Like It's been running for 16 years, and yet it's only had seven seasons, uh, so oh, wow. it's really kind of weird. It's a big gap, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so. well, I've been interesting, they're, they're in negotiations to bring it possibly to HBO Max, which is really weird. Like it's a, If they don't want it at Adult Swim, it's so neat that... HBO is considering. Uh, that makes total sense then. That I, so it's really not so much a cancellation. If that's true, then it's not so much a cancellation as a a move from one platform to the next because they're all owned by Warner Brothers. So, yeah. I wonder if later on down the road, HBO Max is just going to call itself Max. Like if it's really going to deviate itself from the rest of the HBO catalog. Like if well, it's a singular so entity. I probably I mean you know what's so funny is when they said HBO Max I thought it meant like the combination of HBO and Cinemax oh. but no it's just HBO to the max <laughs> I guess <laughs> to the, 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 the maximum amount of HBO that you can handle at your home broadcasting network <laughs> well, when, yeah. when I was little I thought HBO meant human body odor so that's weird I mean, it, it can I think you totally missed the message in the commercials <laughs> <laughs> 
Are we watching deodorant commercials? Oh, oh man. man. Wow. Uh, like, oh, you don't want HBO. I was like, okay, of course you don't want HBO. I, I just like, feel like, um, so based gross. on what you, what you just described, you must have had a really hard time in gym class. Like, I, I just feel bad. That's all. No, I had a perfectly good time in gym class because I didn't have HBO. Oh, okay. Oh. But you were concerned, so you, I guess you were, you were conscientious. HBO, I was like, yeah. yeah, I don't have HBO. Sure, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know how to move on, so I just will. Uh, so Evil Dead rises, unless he's joking, and he jokes a lot, but people want to believe it's true. Like Bruce Campbell, you never know if he's saying something at face value or if he's just teasing the shit out of all the fanboys right. online, yeah. right? But I don't know if you guys heard, like... They're talking about the title referring to the fact that the Evil Dead are going to be inside of a skyscraper. It could be a total I, farce, but I like that idea. It's a good idea it's because good. isolation horror yeah. movies work the best, right? Like an unstoppable monster in tight quarters is terrifying, and there's not many skyscraper horror films. Like there, there's Older Guys um, Three. three. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like that's probably the one that's like the the um, golden standard because there's only like three or four, maybe. I mean, there's more, like, obviously political terror, like, action movies because of Die Hard, and then there's, like, a million Die Hard clones, right? Yeah. So, like, um, but anyway, I would love to see Evil Dead in a skyscraper. I would, too. I did not. Skyscraper would be amazing. Yes. And uh, I'm surprised Dave didn't mention the new Charlie Kaufman movie that just dropped on Netflix. Um, well, I'm considering on, ending it or whatever. You're, it's like you're a... stepping on my toes because don't you have a segment to address what we're watching later? Oh yeah, okay. So okay, forget I said that. Moving on. Um, <laughs> stepping on everybody's toes. My and God. then uh, well, so there's another Hoffman. Did you guys hear that that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son is going to take the reins in this new uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie? And, and so it's Cooper Hoffman is going to step That's into right like here. a role maybe originally designed for his dad, but he's gonna he's gonna be in this movie. So. I did see that somewhere. That yeah. that'll be interesting. Uh, hopefully, he has his dad's acting jobs. Now let's see if I can touch on something that Nick is going to say. There is another uh, Aliens in the works. I did not. Oh, that was not mine. Yeah. Ooh. So apparently, there there might be like ready for script approval or something, and Ridley's still attached. Um, is he still attached? Oh, yeah. Man. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. We got to get rid of Ridley now. <laughs> I, 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 I want some new blood. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You, you had two chances. Inject so. the franchise with some fresh ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Is that where we need to give, go? Give me Neil Blunkamp or whatever his name was. Uh, like, I want, his I want his Aliens 5 sounded freaking amazing. Yeah, like, I want to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, cool. I, you gave me. You already had your two chances. Like, we're done. Come on. What's funny is, like, <laughs> I don't know who came up with... Well, I guess Ripley's daughter was... She existed in the canon because she was mentioned in Aliens, right? But then yeah. they did, like, a video game of her story. But then, like, the hype around her story was the fact that Neil Blomkamp was talking about her being, like, either a supporting cast member or the main protagonist in Aliens 5, right? So... And the video game is like, oh, look, we got a game out there. Play the game. Alien Isolation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, 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 they rode that hype wave for like a year and a half, and it probably worked, probably sold a lot of copies of that game. Yeah, I, I, have, I, I have it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys will have it. Well, there you go. I have it, too. It's actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And then here's a, here's a weird thing. A direct sequel to Troop Beverly Hills, which was that I, uh, Shelley Long comedy. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. So, um, mm. sure. I mean, I, I really do like that movie. I watched it recently on Pluto TV, but 35 years later? All right. Yeah. 
Why not? <laughs> 30 years later, whatever. Eighties nostalgia they is like it as a sequel at that point when it's that hmm. long. I don't know what it is. Eighty the eighties movies are at their all time peak right now for like popularity. I think like this is it. This is the plateau. Yeah. Everything's being remade, or they're yeah. making well, sequels. Going gonna to make, if you're gonna make a sequel, it's got to be now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a couple years, we're just gonna be talking about I don't know the '90s or something. So we're we'll talking to... about the the son-in-law second reboot. Oh, oh man, gosh, son yes. of son-in-law. Yes, yes please. I'm <laughs> son-in-law, yes. Uh, son-in-law, son-in-law squared. Son-in-law. Oh man, Jesus, son-in-law. Yeah. All I know is they have to have the brother have like a sex change. For some reason, I'm thinking the little brother from the original. He's got to have something disturbing going on with his character because he was like hypersexual. Do you guys remember that? He was yeah. way okay. Was so guys, so, yes. all right, we're gonna do a mini pitch here. So if you're gonna recast him as he changes, uh, want to make him somebody like Isla Fisher? He was a redhead, right? Go yeah, he's it. a redhead. Yeah, he's the kid from yeah. Sandlot. What? Whatever was that pudgy face kid? Yeah, I think he has a podcast now. Since everybody does, does he? I, I think he does. He does some kind of show. Um, <laughs> where are we at? I'm totally lost. <laughs> oh, uh, Nick, we've arrived at you officially. Nick, Nick yeah, you got to drop some news on us. And Adam, I, 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 well, I got some disappointing news. They're postponing the Chucky series till 2021, mm. shooting wise. So that sucks. And then Mandalorian. Oh, did Chucky? Did Chucky come down with October. COVID? Did Chucky get the coronavirus like the Batman did? I guess he did. Yeah. yeah. Or they're just they're just like we're not even gonna deal with this. Let's just wait. I guess I don't know. But you see I what I did there? I made an insult joke with COVID nineteen, and I tied in the story about the Batman all in one sentence. You did. That was I. Like did I steal your thunder on that one? No, no, okay. that was not my thunder. Right. No. I'm done. I don't want to report anything else. That's it for me. My, my only, my only other thing was Mandalorian season two is coming in October. I'm excited. That's, oh, okay. Show, uh, Yoda's origin on that sucker. Yeah. Well, they exactly. got to name the species. They're gonna have to call up George and be like, "Dude, come on. Did you ever think of what you were gonna call these little green fuckers? Because now there's like three of them officially. What are they fucking called? I, Where do they come I know, from? Right? Well, is Yoda his name or his his species type? It's just his name, but they offhandedly it's, call it's his, his species because they've only encountered one, and then they encountered two. But guess what? They gave her a shitty name too. Her name is like Yodette. Oh, so no. they did not. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. So Absolutely. we don't know. We don't know what the planet is called. We see a lot you know what we're gonna find anything. out? They're probably clones. Palpatine probably made all the Yodas as well. Well, that's what we're gonna find out. They're just clones. You know, they're just I Snokes. Think, uh, they're just more Palpatine Snokes. Palpatine has like a nodule on his back. Yeah. And he eats after midnight, and it just pops. And then... oh, that'd be great. Tying it with another franchise. They're really just gremlins the whole time. That'd be yeah, great. yeah. Yoda's just a Yoda's just a green gremlin. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> A mutant. A mutant. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, Nick, did we run the bases with you, or you got more for us? Oh, I, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, uh, right. Who's next, Adam or, or who? I think we can move I'm... on, right? We can move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so tonight's movie is called Nemesis. It's made in, like I think, yeah. like, ni- like the early 90s. It's a cyborg movie. Uh, Olivia Grunier, that's, I figured out how to pronounce the actor's name. I've been mispronouncing it for like 30 years. Um, anyway, the dude is a former LAPD cop who's hunt, he's hunting down, uh, rogue androids, cyborgs, uh, like, like a bounty hunter, all because 
people are like illegally buying cybernetic parts to enhance their bodies and minds, unregulated on the, like the the futuristic black market, and then he gets screwed over by his former employees or employer or whatever, and he uh, there's like a cyborg uprising that he like a conspiracy that's going on like they're replacing people's entire minds with this little these cyborgs so people that you know are not who they are and blah 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 whatever. So then he's got to fight his former employer and go on the run. And it gets a little Terminator-y, but it's um, by a filmmaker I like, uh, Albert Pune. He did Cyborg with Van Damme. He did the uh, made-for-TV Captain America. He did a full moon movie called Doll Man. He did Kickboxer 2. Oh, he did uh, He did that, Brain Smasher. In this. Yeah, yeah. So he did Brain Smasher okay. with, um, with Andrew Dice Clay. He did a horror movie called Arcade, which is really cool, where the arcade game is like in virtual reality and it's possessing the teenagers. He did uh, Omega Doom with Rutger Hauer, another cybernetic movie. He did something in 82 that I really love, The Sword and the Sorcerer, which is like a a sword and sandal fantasy movie. Um, He did that? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He did did freaking um, Adrenaline, Fear the Rush, which is kind of like... It's a little bit like Split Second. Like, there's a cop fighting a monster in a sewer, but this is Christopher Lambert, or Lambert, whatever. And um, then he does Mean Guns with Ice-T and Christopher Lambert, which is like a gangsta thing from the mid-'90s. Wow. Right? And, like, he's been around, man. He's been around. And uh, he's kind of like a... third eye is being opened by... Dude, his his catalog is incredible. He's super indies. (laughs) He fights with the studios about his visions. Like, his ideas are always better than what gets into the final cut because it's almost like a terry gilliam story like fights with the studios has ideas fought with van damme van damme got final cut on cyborg apparently cyborg is a completely different movie but nobody really knows because the the director's cut is under lock and key and he doesn't actually have the director's cut because the studio took his cut and like buried it somewhere and then another company bought it from the studio and have only screened it like once or twice since it has existed. And, like, even Alamo Drafthouse doesn't have the director's cut of um, Cyborg. But, I mean, this guy's still working today. Like, he just made that, um, you guys mentioned a couple weeks ago, Road to Hell, which is a sequel to Streets of Fire. He wrote it and directed Mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, like, the guy, like, the guy's kicking all over town with all all these movies, you know? So. Wow. I got a lot of respect for this guy. I've, I've enjoyed some of his movies. Some of them are out there, and they're definitely, like, you know, things that get left on somebody else's cutting room floor. He can't afford to leave them, so they're in the movie, you know? Um, <laughs> he's not quite trauma, right? He doesn't really think like a trauma person, but he's got, like, his no. own brand of, like, his own brand of, like, we can't afford to waste a shot kind of attitude, right? And yeah. what's funny is, like, I about Nemesis, what I wish I knew more about was... The time between locations, because it seems like they use a couple different locations. Like, he's from Hawaii, and they shot some of it in Hawaii. Then they shot other parts in what looks like some Central American country. But the main character's hair keeps changing length. And I'm like, is that a character choice, or is like a film choice? (laughs) The only film choice, apparently, the director made was, like, he wanted warm tones over cold tones. Because he said, like, cyborg movies at the time, his movie wouldn't have been able to stand out. If he didn't make the film like really warm in tone, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that uh, that kind of makes sense." Makes sense. Every other sense. movie looks like Blade Runner mm. at the time, 
But his movie is like sunny, but still deals with like robots and androids and cyborgs and whatever, right? So yeah. anyway, I got mad yeah. respect for the guy. Um, is it my favorite cyborg movie? Maybe not, but only because like the guy is the king of the cyborg movie, and he's made my favorite cyborg movie of all time, which is called Cyborg. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like we're just kind of exploring his catalog. Um, this is gonna be a great month. Like I'm super excited. Like I don't know if you guys like the movie at all, but um, I'm gonna have a I good did. time. So yeah. Uh, let's go to first impressions. Let's uh kick it off with Nick. Uh, I was gonna mention the visual. Uh, well, let me just say, uh, color tones are beautiful. Cheesy cyborg effects with. Effects with awesome action. Mm. Cool. What about you, Dave? Um, really dumb fun and a lot better than I expected going in. Nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> nice. Unexpected. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Adam, what do you got for us? Pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say good at the end. <laughs> the curve enthusiasm. I mean, I mean, say that, that is something to bring to attention. I mean, this movie what? was probably, I'm going to guess for the time, um, probably cost, what, like two to five million at tops, if even that. Uh, yeah. But, man, this thing looks like, like it looks like a hundred million dollar movie of the day. It, I mean, look, it, looks, it looks slick, yeah. Yeah. Those um, action sequences are amazing, dude. So I'll say like, what, what I said, like, um, so like, if we want to get nostalgic, went through to, like that one shot when he's like going through uh, mm. like what uh, five or six stories, just like one. Right? Like, the the shot like is nuts. Pretty good, yeah. Oh, I read that. Um... <laughs> what about when he drops out of the tree? The heck. Um, okay. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I was go. having a little mic issue for a second. I, I yeah. think um, I was gonna say my first impressions are like, like just holy shit! It's gonna be a fun ride. Like I remember watching the opener from the movie like many years ago. But how I got this movie was a forty-nine cent movie rental at Radio Shack, Radio Shack and Video. Like that was the name of the videos from my hometown. Like somebody just had like a franchise owner of Radio Shack, right? Decided yeah. to include a video store in their Radio Shack. So it was Radio Shack Video or whatever. And, like, they had these... Um, all their VHS cases were in pink labels, like, just pink cases, like hot pink, neon pink, right? Nice. So you would see, like, the movie posters maybe on the wall, and then, like, sometimes they would cut out. Like, there's a home video guide that they used to send out to people that own video stores, and it would sometimes include movies that they wanted video store owners to buy, right? So this yeah. video store would sometimes cut out the pictures... And stick inside the VHS cases or whatever, right? So there was a picture of him with like his machine gun and his sunglasses, which kind of looked like a little bit like Cobra, you know, with Stallone. Nice. But yeah, it was yeah. this movie, and I was like, "What is this shit?" And like, forty nine cents. I mean, dude, to rent a movie for forty nine cents, you know, I, I, I used to save my lunch like money the... to rent movies. Like I used to, like my dad would give me lunch money. Like, for, like, a cheeseburger or whatever, junior high or whatever, right? And, like, I would just save it and go and rent movies all week. You know? <laughs> like, Hell yeah. Rent, like, four movies. Well. Yeah. yeah. When cheeseburgers were 49 cents. No, the lunch was, like, three bucks. Oh, okay. School lunch. <laughs> you, but, you but listen, I got three movies, right? And then eat at night, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're probably like, why is he so fucking hungry? He's eating all the goddamn spaghetti. Like, we give him lunch money. <laughs> this guy eats a lot. <laughs> fucking yeah. A. Hungry for movie. Yeah, I learned so much today, I got an appetite. <laughs> um, We'll be right back after these messages. Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collections for guys. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. They got you covered. They got style and grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. Let me tell you, I recently took my forge kit into the wilderness and discovered what my Box of Awesome was. They sent me this forge kit, right? Containing a drop point Damascus steel knife folded with 256 layers of steel that's going to stay wicked sharp. And it was awesome. So to get started on what you're going to get, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. They release new boxes every month. You can skip a month, cancel any time, or continue rocking out. You can get 20% off with your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code BINGEWATCHERS at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code BINGEWATCHERS for 20% off your first box. That's amazing. I'm ordering that right now. I don't know about you guys. I'm getting that thing. Bespoke post. That's incredible. I'm down. Uh, I'm, I'm ordering everything. I'm going to take that quiz. I'm going to find out what my box of awesome is every month. Um, Guys, they sent me a knife that apparently is going to stay sharp forever. I'm, I'm there. Oh, wow. Is it ceramic? Jeez. No, it's Damascus steel. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it has 256 <laughs> folds of steel on the blade. Uh, <laughs> Forged with salt fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I've already recorded the commercial, so that's why I skipped ahead because I, yeah, I, 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 figured, I figured so. I was, yeah. I was yes, I want the box of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, questions from out there. Somebody chimed in when we were talking about on our Facebook page. I, I dropped a post, and we we have a blog on our website now. So. One of the blog articles was about our CBS All Access trip, and we were watching the Lower Decks, you know, the Star Trek cartoon. Mm-hmm. And the dude was like, is every fucking cartoon out there trying to just be fucking Rick and Morty? What the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wow. The negativity is, like, endless on Facebook. Like, Instagram, they're like, great pick, man. Facebook is like, I want you to die and burn in hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 I'm like, well, you clicked that you liked it, but then you told us to burn in hell, so I'm really confused about your emotions on this, but I guess I'll let it go. Um, <laughs> to compare Lower Decks to Rick and Morty, that's fine. I mean, like, these people who comment on Facebook obviously don't even bother to Google where the show comes from. Like, some of the writers from Rick and Morty are part of the creative team for Lower Decks. So the comparison makes sense because they're from the same pool of talent. But... Yeah, every studio should be trying to write a cartoon like Rick and Morty right now. It's hugely popular and successful, but and it's good. But yeah, one could yeah. say Rick and Morty came from fucking Ren and Stimpy. You know what I'm saying? Like you can always draw a comparison mm. to a, a show that came before. We have like 200 right. years of film and TV history now, right? So yeah, you're gonna run into similar ideas. I mean, people are the same. Our tools are different. We have iPhones now. Before we had sticks, but we're the same fucking little monsters. That we've always been. 
So which, which is nuts. I mean, because if even if you want to break down Rick and Morty, I mean, Rick and Morty is clearly a parody of Back to the Future. You can yeah, even exactly. go back. You yeah, can go as far as saying that Rick and Morty is almost an homage to Mr. Peabody and Sherman from the '60s. Like it's yeah. two people's scientific adventures th- traveling through time. I mean, you can fucking compare everything to something if you really try hard enough. I mean, fuck. Right. Um. I don't know. Just enjoy it for what it is, or don't enjoy it, and just don't let and don't ruin it for other people. Fuck. Well, that's the other funny thing too. Is like it's a blog article post, right? Something like I bet you the guy that made the obnoxious comment didn't even bother to click and read what the article was talking about the cartoon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, didn't read the article yeah. for trainer reference. So. <laughs> well, maybe we were the therapy for the week. Maybe he they just needed to really let somebody know. That every show is trying to be Rick and Morty and put it out there in the world. Mm. And now we know. Hmm. That concludes our segment, Troll Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, this, I mean, yeah, I mean, this section for um, comments from the audience or listeners' questions is called Questions from Out There, like wherever they come from, like social media, emails, whatever, um, iTunes reviews, whatever, wherever they post their things, we respond to them. But you're right. It could just be the, the Trolls Corner or something, or something like that. <laughs> That'd be funny. The trolls Nook. Yeah. You gotta yeah. pay the Troll Toll. Oh, man. Oh, the Troll Toll. Yes, Dude, that show's going to live forever. They're coming back again. Are they? Good. Uh, yeah. Keep watching. Good. They're, they're fucking they, awesome. They, they, they have not dipped in quality like yet, at least not for me. Well, that's not entirely true, but like they've always been consistent, I, at least. They have episodes that randomly kind of suck, but... Oh, overall, I mean, I think they're amazing. Yeah, they had one about a like, uh, overall batting average. Yeah. Did you guys see the one about the heat wave? Good. They had like a heat wave episode, and she was trying to do an Instagram post like the entire episode, yeah. and they're yeah, like Ubering around and trying to get ice back to the store. Like that one was really good. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's just re- at the water park one's funny too. I like those ones where they're just like trying to socialize, but they can't do it right. Like you know what I mean? They're yeah. like in, in what would be a normal situation for anybody else. Well, yeah. I, I think they kind of found the key, which is, like, the show is a cartoon. I mean, I know it's live action, but, I mean, it's literally a cartoon. It's like, you know, you can drop them into any situation, and they're going to find, a, you know, they're going to hmm. fuck it up or do something. I mean, it's like Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. It's like, all right, let's drop them into this situation each week. And, like, wow. that's kind of what the show's become, and I kind of love it. I do, too. I, I, I'm i on board. I, I, didn't, I didn't start watching it until two years ago, and god damn, is it good. <laughs> Uh, like one of the best episodes in the last few years was uh, the one where um, Dennis and Mac moved to the suburbs and like just go. Oh, oh that right? one's like a short that's film. So good. That's like a thesis so film from somebody graduating from like UCL UCLA film school or something like that. That exists in its own little micro alternate universe of that show. But I'm gonna steer us back to um, our favorite bits because we're supposed to be discussing a cyborg movie. Oh. It's so easy to get lost with all these other movies and shows. About that, what, are we uh, talk about this movie? no, 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 no. So let's do favorite bits, and I guess according to these notes, I'm going to kick it off. Uh, the opening sequence is probably my favorite part of the movie. I think you guys mentioned it earlier at the opener, where he's like jumping through all these buildings and he's getting hunted by like three cyborgs at once, and he's like losing body parts, and then he meets a puppy. He rescues the puppy from the cyborgs, loses his dick, but whatever. I mean, they said he's like 80% cyborg already himself. And that's yeah, like the cool. struggle with this character is like losing his humanity and like defining humanity. Obviously, The typical cyborg questions, what's humanity? Do you have a soul? Do we got to terminate Sarah Connor? Yes, no, maybe so. Um, that kind of thing. And what's my other favorite part? 
Oh, I like the Hawaiian street gang that has the guy from uh, Mortal Kombat as their leader. Mm. So, Carrie... Oh, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. Takanagua or something? He's a famous guy. He's been in a lot of shit. Um, mm. And also the cast of characters. I mean, I, I don't... I'll swing back around to the people in the movie in case I'm going to step on anybody's favorite bits. Um, yeah. Nick, what are your favorite bits? My favorite bit was when they had the action scene with the, the robot, I mean, the guy and then the robot, and they're going down the slide. And I just pictured the guy filming this scene and being like, well, we only have two parts of the slide, but let's make it look like it's like so much longer than what it is. Hmm. And I just, I just love that action scene. I thought it was just like, this is great. It was amazing. It was really good. A different setup and cut it all together. And they kept going. Constant motion, and they go, and they go, and they go. It's so amazing. I literally, I want this picture of that shot being like, that that slide was probably only 30 feet, but they fucking got creative. I I just imagine that happening. It was like, I'm sorry, it was like my favorite big, I was just like, this is cool. (laughs) It was awesome, yeah. Dave, what about you? Um, I agree with that. Um, my favorite bits, uh, two, I mean, as uh, the whole movie's great, um, a lot of st- uh, great action scenes, but the two bits, small bits that caught me was the, the little old lady, like, ah, oh, fucking yes. cyborgs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> She's a Hawaii local. And then also, like, a uh, spoiler alert, I mean, like, kind of the finale or, you know, um, but the, the fucking, eight, the cyborg falling to its death yelling no. I mean, I've seen it a million times, but it tickled me in just the right way in this movie. Uh, you know, and I mean, the special effects are kind of on par with at least the first Terminator from the '80s, which is not, uh, which is not an insult at all. I mean, it, it still works. I mean, you know, that was my favorite bits. Nice. That's cool. Double A. Hey, man. This has got one of the best scenes ever in any action movie ever. I'm so glad I got got this one just for me, all mine, all alone. Okay. Well, we're here. The female cyborg is getting destroyed, but the guys are coming in, and he starts shooting in a circle on the floor. All right. <laughs> story after story after story down, just shooting in a circle on the floor. I've never seen anything like that. That's so good. Uh, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, way to way to capture the imagination there. And they're like shooting down the hole, and he's like, "I don't know." Just that as an escape, a means of escape, is like one of the neatest things I've ever seen. Other thing I wanted to mention is there's this shot where he flips out of a tree, kind of like there's like this African tribe that jump off of a, a high platform. And they land like, like with their their head a foot above the ground. It's like where bungee jumping comes from. Oh, and- this is where his stuntman gets injured. They had to replace his stuntman during the movie. I think you're talking about the scene where he got injured. He popped oh. his shoulder out of place, and then like they gave him a credit as stunt coordinator because they, the director liked you know um, Olivier's um, stunt guy, so they kept mm. him kept him on the production, but he could no longer do the stunts. Oh Man. wow. Well, that stunt that happened was absolutely stunning. Hmm. It was amazing. He drops out of the tree. He flips as he's dropping, and then he swings. And then he cut, swing forward, and like hitting the guy. I'm like, 
I had to actually go back and watch it again because I was like, how did he get up in the tree? But there's time dilation there for when they ran into the, the woods and he had, you could see the, the shot before he's like looking and coming up with the plan. And then I guess he climbed up the tree and did this thing. Oh man, it was, and, he, and he, of course he's like superhuman, so he could do that. I did want to touch on the idea that I didn't, I thought that the special effects in this were really cool. Like, everything they built for this, I got super excited about. Like, that eye popping out and being pushed back in. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was geeking out about, like, how cool the physical effects were. They really were They really were good. Like, I mean, for uh, this type, of, this time period and a low budget, I actually really enjoyed this. Yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about the cast for one second before we move on to our next segment. Um, it's got Tim Thomerson, who's from Trancers, um, Dollman as well, worked with, uh, Albert on some other movies, um, was a comedian in the eighties. He was in Air America. He's in a couple other things. He's a cool guy. Um, he's playing a pretty good Terminator in this movie. He's the guy that's chasing yeah. him through the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but he gets sent there by Brian James, who's in like a bunch of sci-fi movies as well. He's like uh, one of the bad androids in Blade Runner, and he's in like a slew of other things. I know him as the villain, the villain in uh, what is it? Um, what's that cop movie with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy? Forty Eight Hours. Oh, 48 so he, hours. Ryan James oh, yeah. plays the villain in that one. So, yeah. and this is like Thomas Jane, uncredited as Thomas Jane in this movie. He was using a different name at the time, but he's in this movie. He's playing the lover of the female cyborg in that one shootout scene, and. Uh, then you also have uh, Sven Ol Thorson. He's the one that the old lady kills. The old lady that you thought was sassy that you were mentioning a little while ago. And she's just a Hawaiian local. She was not an actor or anything. And they, they plucked her off the streets put her in here. She's hilarious. So she was, she was It's great. got a great cast. For the, for the type of movie that could just be thrown away off a shelf, but B-movie, it has a pretty good cast. Yeah. Um, now we arrive at the moment of truth where we weigh movies against each other. Could be your favorite segment, or maybe you feel like it's too much pressure, but it's binge now, binge later, binge never, where we compare this week's movie to other movies. Um, while I play with this knife that I have, I, I just grabbed it as I said that. Ominously, I picked up the knife. <laughs> like, uh, Turn on your cam, John. Oh, oh you guys want to see it? Okay. Yeah, you can't see it. Well, you, you can see it at home if you go to the video post that will promote this episode. It'll be Ooh. on Facebook at the same time the episode's live, so you, you can see. Um, here we go. I don't know if you guys can see me. Not yet, maybe. Oh. Am I there? Yeah, there he is. Oh, that's yeah. Ooh, scary John. Oh, my God. There it is. Scary John. <laughs> oh, scary John. It's got a sheath. This is good pop. Hey, doesn't, look at the box. The, in it, the box that comes in is so innocent. <laughs> look at this little shipper. It's like an Amazon shipper. You know, John it's like, has a badass knife in case anyone wants to the bodies in the closet, John. Yeah. Uh, Man. <laughs> All right. H- HBO. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spoiling binge now. Binge later. Binge never. I'm going back into listening mode. Okay. Um, Nick, you want to kick this one off? Sure. Sounds good. I would say binge this. Uh, binge this now. Because I actually really enjoyed it. Binge Later, uh, Class of 1999. And Binge Never, uh, Cyborg Cop 3. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. If there was one. 
I, I know there was a cyber cop one or two. Uh, maybe, there, but I'm assuming three would be the worst. I've never saw it, but yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? You're up at double A. Uh, okay. So we got, th- this is binge now, but I have a couple caveats. And it's, it's just be aware. It's not Van. The guy's not as cool as Van Damme. I kind of had to imagine it was Van Damme at the beginning. Yeah, I got that vibe too. Yeah. His thick accent like took away from the role and the, the just right in your face telling you exactly what happened. Like script was like detract from the overall cinema experience. So I just kind of like ignored anything that I thought was cheesy and, and just enjoyed it for what it was. And as long as you do that, you get like, this is a binge now. Like yeah. Nemesis is a binge now. If you do those things, I watched a little bit of the beginning of Nemesis two. And I would say that one's definitely a binge later. They use like a clip from like every special, really cool special effects shot in the first movie in the title sequence. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they use like a time machine in the beginning to go back in Africa, and and the, I don't know the main character is getting raised by a tribe, and the guy's throwing like bones on the ground to determine his his yeah, fate. And then, there's um this is where it gets like Terminator like two and three. Yeah. There's this female, but they're cool. It has a female bodybuilder named Sue Price, who's the Alex of this sequel. Even though it's like sixty seven years later from the cyborg uprising, it it's the same name. Which is suggestive to me that it's the same character, but supposedly it's not. But this Alex is a chick, and she dukes it out in 2 and 3. And actually, like the third part is like an extension of 2, because they said they cut an entire movie together with the footage from part 2 to release another movie. And then Whoa. part 4 has crazy sex and like has nipple blades and like all kinds of crazy shit. It's the same person, though. So basically, 2, 3, and 4 are like one big story. One epic, like, cyborg blowout. And uh, there is a five. <laughs> there are five. Ha, okay. Has, has anyone watched five yet? There, there's five. It has nothing to do with Albert. It's just title only. Um, oh, okay. Different Alex. And then... Three, but do you guys know. know what... Do you guys know what they're trying to get made? They're trying to get made Cyborg yeah. Nemesis, which brings the two franchises together in a sequel. They're okay. trying to put them... Uh, to merge the stories. Okay. So, it makes sense. Like, the Nemesis world could be where the cyborg world comes from. You know, same technology. I guess so, yeah. And if they get E-Man in there somewhere, oh, that'd be the ultimate. (laughs) Well, everybody knows the 1980s He-Man movie was basically built on the back lot of, like, what they built for Cyborg or whatever. Just throw Conan in the mix, you know, that he's public domain. Okay, so check it out. Do I have that back, Nick? Do I have that backwards? Did they make Cyborg out of the ba- out of the stuff for the He-Man sequel? I I thought it was He-Man sequel. Okay, yeah. So anyway, he- but they kind of He-Man exist in the same universe, first. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were they were going to do the Ultimate He-Man sequel, and then they made Cyborg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay, wow, that's news to me, guys. That's interesting, though. But I would say binge later, Nemesis Two Beyond, just based on the short period that I saw it. But my opinion could change, hmm. and then uh, binge never. I'm sorry I have to mention it again, but Manborg, binge never. Uh, unless you just want to see it for the special effects, which are very good, but it's it's really hard to watch. 
Hmm. So those those are mine. I mean, it's it's nice to watch for the effects, but it's not it's not a movie. It's 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 a it's a movie in length, perhaps. Let's but, see how dangerous Dave scales this one. Dave is so dangerous. Oh, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go uh, Tim Thomerson centric on my binge now, binge later. Um, oh oh my! Cause, so, uh, and I literally just did this because uh, Checking Shutter today, a new mo- uh, a, a movie dropped on there, which everybody should go watch because almost nobody's heard of it. Um, so I'm going to say binge now uh, because I don't know how long it's going to last on Shudder. Uh, a movie called Fade to Black with uh, Tim Thomerson is actually the detective in this uh, about a movie-obsessed guy who goes around killing people dressed as different movie icons of like the silent and old Hollywood era era like charlie chaplin and shit uh it's kind of an interesting movie from the 80s that kind of nobody knows about do you not Um, think it's going to be on because of copyright issues or what do you mean i I don't know it just it's kind of it was on dvd but it just it went out of print years ago i don't think it's Uh, been streaming i don't think it's been streaming before it popped up on shutter today that i'm aware of so it's been kind of a hard movie to watch Um, okay so so it's worth a watch so i say binge now just because i don't know how long it's going to be there then I'm going to say binge later, Nemesis, uh, even though I could make an argument for binge now. Uh, and I'm going to say binge never, uh, Tracers, or Trancer 6, because that's the one that does not have Tim Thomerson, and that's it, it sucks, because it doesn't have him in it. So, they, got to, they got to part six on that series? They oh, did. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And, and it was so bad, he wasn't wow. even in it, so... Wow, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> his character is, but again, it's a a situation kind of like the Nemesis situation where it's the same character, different actor, different gender. Like, yeah, yeah. What about Critters Ten? <sighs> well, is always. I don't think they got that high. Um, we're yeah. we're tight for time, so I'm not even gonna do the scales because it's it's clear that I can't rank them because I'm in love with all the Nemesis movies. So. Oh wow! I can't speak oh, wow. to I can't speak to number five because I haven't seen it yet. You know. Um, uh, let's see. What else are we watching, Nick? What do you got for us? Oh, I'm uh, I'm watching Below Deck still, guys. I'm catching up. <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh, uh, okay. Don't don't waste our time, Nick. Good. Moving moving yeah, along. Dangerous. What do you got for us? Watch it. Oh god. Well, uh now it's my turn to bring up I'm watching upload. Uh so no. Uh oh. <laughs> I am. I am, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh no, uh John kind of alluded to it earlier. Uh Netflix has um it's too early to tell, but possibly my favorite movie of the year. Uh yes, John mentioned early Char- Charlie Kaufman's um I'm thinking of ending things. Um, I don't want to give too much away. This movie, for the first hour or so, seems like a normal, straightforward narrative, and it slowly turns into something very different, and I don't want to spoil it. Um, if you like anything Charlie Kaufman writes, particularly Eternal Sunshine, Synecdoche, New that. York, um, I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to watch this movie again this week. It's that good. Um, it sticks in your head, and you have to – don't. Throw your fucking phone across the room because if you take your eyes off of it for a second, you're going to miss everything. It is one of those movies that is detailed. Devote the two and a half hour, two hours, 15 minutes. Dave, I think you could have stopped that. I think it's going to be my favorite movie of the year, but time will tell. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. No, I really do. So everybody's mic hungry on this show. You just want to like just suck away all the mic time from somebody else. It's but it, it is so weird because I've heard the opposite, dude. I've heard people say mm. it's the worst movie, which is really? so weird. I don't know. Really. But that's what they yeah, said about Palm Springs. I, there were diehard fans of Palm Springs, and then people that don't like it at yeah. all. Exactly. So I but and I haven't watched it, so I'm just playing, you know, devil's advocate. So well I think Anomalisa was trash, so I'm I'm looking for that rebound. <laughs> what are you watching, Adam? <laughs> it's it wasn't his best. I, I I half agree. I think there's stuff in it I liked, but Yeah, the same. Uh I'm watching uh, the classics. Uh Marx Brothers, Duck Soup. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's so fun. And I think what I'm about have to Duck watch Butter? That's a classic. Have you seen that one? Groucho's jokes. Have you seen Duck Butter? No. All right, look into that one. It's also a classic. Duck Butter. Yeah, look that one up. Google it later after the show. Okay. Um. You know what I'm watching is uh, Cobra Kai, right? It's a direct sequel to the original Karate Kid trilogy. They actually, uh, I don't know, Netflix bought it or something because they just reloaded the uh, first two seasons and they're advertising that there's going to be a season three. Have you guys tuned into mm. any Cobra Kai stuff? It, I haven't yet, no. It kind of grew out of a joke. Do you remember like the internet meme where they said that uh, Daniel LaRusso was the real bully and that the real Karate Kid yeah. is Johnny Lawrence? He was. Yeah. And this show follows Johnny Lawrence's uh, like experiences and memories of that situation, and it's funny the interpretation of like how you're the hero in your own story, maybe the villain in somebody else's, but if you see it from the other perspective, you understand it. You know what I'm saying? Ah, so yeah, yeah. it's really sure. interesting. And the characters, I guess, are like there's all this backstory stuff that they had that they couldn't explore in the movies, but it was in the character bios, is now explored in the show, right? Oh, that's like, awesome. The Johnny Lawrence stuff is, like, really intense. Like, the, he's from a similar background as Daniel, but I don't remember knowing that in the movies, you know? So Yeah, I we never saw his background in yeah. the movies. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, it's worth taking a look at. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but you, I, I was going to say I thought you had to be a Karate Kid fan, but maybe not. It's actually Netflix, like, number one show right now. So, that's, and that's I don't think people out. saw it on YouTube because I don't think YouTube knows how to market a show. So, no, probably no, they don't. I mean, their whole YouTube red failed pretty hard. Hmm. So, makes sense. Um, hey, do you want to pay for YouTube? You wanna? Fine. You wanna? You wanna? You wanna pay for YouTube? You wanna? That was no. strategy. Nick, I leave it up to you to tell people, tell people this week what they should do with our podcast, where they should find us, whatever, whatever announcements you want to make. Now's yes, the time. They, they should go to bingewatchers.com and they should also go to Instagram, follow us on Facebook, listen to us. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. Like, nice. guys, follow us. 